a lot of traditional ministry leaders are making the move to online ministry. So what does that transition look like? How do you go from a traditional ministry role to online ministry role? That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. So get ready because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hello, heroes. My name is Tom Pounder, and you are listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring in ministry leaders, and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today we're going to talk about making the transition from a traditional ministry role into an online ministry role. What does that look like? How can you do that effectively? A lot of ministry leaders are doing that, but what does that really look like, and how can you make sure you're doing it effectively? For this podcast episode, I brought in a friend, a new friend actually, someone who I've been following on Twitter and gotten to know a lot over the COVID time, but he's never been on the podcast before. His name is Tyler Volkers, and he's an online minister, and we are going to be talking about how he made that transition, and I'll interject a little bit about how I made that transition as well, but then what does that look like for you and how you can do ministry more effectively? What are some challenges that you get as you're making that transition, and what are some great things that you experience as well? So I'm really excited to have Tyler on the podcast. So without any further ado, let's get an interview right now with Tyler. All right, with me right now is Tyler Volkers. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for having me on, Tom, and uh, thanks for the show. Your show's great. Uh, thanks, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on. You, uh, This is the first time you've been on my podcast, and so, again, we've been kind of following each other on Twitter a little bit, and we have mm-hmm. our mutual friend, Jeff Reed, mm-hmm. the one and only Jeff Reed. The goat. The goat. <laughs> yeah, the, that's right. So, um, so uh, again, I know who you are. Uh, and I know what you do, but I would love for you to just give uh, the people listening a quick little description about what you do and how you got started in the ministry. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so, Tom, I actually serve at the Ridge Community Church. Uh, we are based out of Greenfield, Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee area. Uh, the Ridge is about 13 years old. I've been on staff uh, since 2010. I came on as our student pastor. So, I know you and I have a similar student ministry background, uh, then became like our next gen pastor. And probably like many of the listeners here, uh, during the whole COVID pandemic, uh, we knew we needed to make some shifts as far as uh, putting more horsepower and leadership into our digital strategies. And uh, I was sitting on our leadership team at the time. And so my lead pastor asked me to say, uh, said, hey, uh, would you consider transitioning your role into becoming a, a digital pastor, or online campus pastor, however you want to call it? And I began to check that out and prayed about it and said yes. And I've been trying to figure out what that means um, ever since. And so sitting in that role uh, for about the last year, I currently serve as our online campus pastor, as well as we call it the executive director of ministries. So just kind of overseeing our core ministries at our church uh, for um, when it comes to our kids, students, groups, missions, and then everything digital as well. That's awesome. Uh, that's good mm-hmm. because we're going to be talking about that transition uh, uh, today mm-hmm. in this episode. But before we do that, though, I do have to ask you: like, are you a, you know, are you a sports fan? Do you like uh, the different teams from Milwaukee? Or are you different uh, sports team fans? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so, I actually, I grew up in Northwest Illinois, and so I am everyone's favorite Bears fan in Wisconsin. Meaning that uh, whenever. Aaron Rodgers and the team owns us, you know, uh, I, I get my phone blown up with text messages and all of that, but, uh, uh, I have transitioned to being a, a big bucks fan. Uh, when the bucks won the NBA championship this year, it was incredible. 
And so I hold on to the Bulls memories as a kid yeah. and uh, celebrate the Bucks now. They're, they're great. Yeah, they are great. Uh, I was actually rooting for them as well. I, I'm a I'm based in D.C., so mm-hmm. I root for all the sports teams of D.C. except for I'm a Cowboy fan. So Ooh. and so growing up in the 80s and the 90s, I mean, mm-hmm. the rivalry was intense between the Washington football team and the Cowboys. And uh, <laughs> it's not so much now. The Cowboys pretty much mm-hmm. own them a lot of times. But I get that whenever whenever the Washington football team beats the Cowboys, I always get a bunch of text messages, Facebook posts. It's insane. You become very popular. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. So, all right. Well, today we are going to talk about uh, transitioning because, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, we we had a lot of people who were starting off in one position before COVID and mm-hmm. now have been asked to do something else. So, let's walk through the process that you went through in that. Um, again, what was the position that you were in before mm-hmm. uh, COVID hit? Yes, yeah, so before COVID hit, back in February 2020, I was uh, serving in sort of a dual role. Our church uh, then had two physical locations. For our all of our locations, I was, uh, you would, we called it the family ministry director. So I was leading our kids and our student staff and influencing the teams and the parents to help. Um, we call kids and students our critical generation. So how do you help them uh, follow, uh, follow Jesus? And then um, with that, that was probably about 60% of my role. The other 40%, I was serving at our newer uh, location um, in sort of an executive pastor type role, uh, just trying to execute the vision that our campus pastor had. And I'd have to say that time was awesome. I felt like I was in the sweet spot of my ministry. Our church was growing. Things were going really well. And then um, March 2020 happened. And yeah, <laughs> so we had to figure uh, figure that out. Um, what what was interesting during that time, Tom, is uh, Jeff talks about the uh, the cohorts. Yeah, we were already signed up to be a part of the Futurist group as a church. Oh wow! And uh, sitting on the leadership team, it was kind of like a no brainer decision. Like, hey, we want we want to like be a part of that and leverage technology. So that was a part of our heart as a church. Yeah. Um, at the time, we had church online broadcasting. We were actually one of the first churches in the Milwaukee area to actually utilize like church online platform and put services on online, which then we thought it was an online campus. I mean, now today, as you would say, yeah, we were just streaming our services, but we were kind of the pioneers in the area for that. Like the local news even talked about it. It was crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we had a great, great, great volunteer team. A lot of them are still serving on the volunteer team at that point too. We just knew we needed to give more horsepower. Yeah. I just never thought that was going to be me. Um, during the middle, ours was safer at home. You know, when people were staying at home, yeah. quarantine, um, my, my lead pastor texted me. He's like, he texted me some of Jeff's podcasts of the church digital and just said, uh, Hey, does this like beat your heart a little bit? Like get, get your, and I think it was some of Tyler Sansom stuff and other things that we're, we're listening to. And I was like, this is really good. This is really good. And I told my lead pastor that he's like, good. I, I, I want you to start leading our digital strategies. And I said, okay. Um, and that, that happened in, I think, May of 2020. And so in, at May, in May, were you still doing some of your old responsibilities as well? Well, at that point, we, because of safer at home and because we had to close down our, our, uh, our in-person locations, it, um, the executive pastor side of that other location, that began to dwindle significantly because of, I think, because of obvious reasons there. But then it was leading the, the, our critical gen teams 
um, to help them start thinking through digital strategies as well. And so then I was able to kind of like help all of our ministries and just do a lot of research and learning. And, and we were all at that point trying to figure out what, what is our digital strategy, not just to get us through those few weeks and ultimately a few months, but then um, afterwards as well. So that part of my job stayed the same for a little while. Okay, cool. Now you said before COVID hit, you were kind of in your sweet spot and you were feeling mm -hmm. it. So what kind of a feel, what, what kind of feelings were you going through? Again, I know your heart beated mm -hmm. for this digital stuff, but mm -hmm. how, how was it kind of leaving the one behind and moving it over to another one? Because I, I feel like there's mm -hmm. a lot of people who have been going through that same process. Yeah, it's a great question. I think I, I had a number of friends reach out to me and say, hey, this is cool that you're doing this. Is this what you you want to do? And I, and I just kind of thought it was an interesting question that uh, they, they were posing to me. Uh, one thing about my specific op, like way that I'm wired, um, I'm traditionally known as my 10 years here on staff is kind of the guy who shifts roles a lot. And I think what, what we've learned with my wiring is I, I like to go into new places and identify what's going on, um, make it, you know, improve upon it, build on it, and then find the next person to hand that off to. That, that's been part of my history. So I think for many people, and I think it honestly still for many, like right now, they're like, okay, this is Tyler's new thing. Um, how long is he going to do this and then hand it off to the next person, which I think that's got to be our ministry mindset anyways, is like, how do we just continue to build and build and develop people and hand that off? Um, but I think for me, it was like, well, what is the advantage that developing and leading digital strategies really provide that, that gets the heart beating? And, and Tom, for, for us as a church, uh, our heartbeat, uh, and I think many churches, heartbeat would say the same thing, is for the one. It's for those who are in church. And what we just see right now is God, God has given us this great, we have no greater tool to connect with the unchurched than digital right now. And so as long as we can use that to connect with unchurched people, let's go after it. Let's go after it. And so that, that's been um, what gets me excited about this. Did you experience any kind of pushback from other people outside of your church that said, you're going to do this digital thing now, but like, it's only going to be temporary because we're going to go back into the building eventually. And digital is not even a big deal. Did you get any pushback from that and people surprised that you decided to do this? Uh, not, not like vocally to me, like saying, Hey, you need to do this. Uh, what has been very interesting is to see some other churches locally. I think, um, begin to slide back on their own where they kind of said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to try this out. And for whatever reason, it, it didn't um, work for them. And they just said, okay, hey, we're just going to go ahead. But one of the things that we've just said is a church and um, even my lead pastor, Mark, is just like, we're not going to give up on this as long as we're convinced and we feel like this is going to help us connect with the unchurched. Yeah. And now something comes alongside and shows us, no, there's another tool. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll put it aside and go after that. But for us, it's it's all about the one. And that, and that's what we communicate all the time. Yeah, that, that that's great. And I, I totally feel the same thing with you. I think, you know, this is the kind of the, this, as Jeff has referenced too, this accelerated our push to online ministry in a, in a big mm -hmm. way. And it has broken my heart a little bit to see churches kind of go back to say, hey, now that we're meeting in person, we don't really need to focus the time and the energy, but it's great to see your heart and see your church's heart on saying you want to go after the one and you mm -hmm. want to go after that person 
who needs that? Um, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, as you've been focusing on your digital strategy and working with the church, how have you been mobilizing the other staffers? Because again, it's great that you're spearheading this, mm-hmm. but you need the whole team to have a digital strategy, correct? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. And for some staff members and some staff teams, it's easier than, than others. And so what we've landed on, uh, we went through a whole reorg as well. And I think many churches have uh, through, through this process as well. And I think we, we've had to land on, hey, what's our approach to digital in terms of staffing? And really what we've landed on is as we have one physical location preparing to relaunch our, you know, our second one you know, again, um, and we don't know when that's going to happen, but we're praying for that and other, other in-person gatherings and then other uh, digital gatherings is we need every staff member to think about both more and to see how do they work together and, and, and what is the fuel for, for that. And, and really, we really love um, that, that digital, you know, that Jeff uses the term digital approach of like, Digital's everywhere and digital's nowhere all at the same time. Like we're connecting digitally right now, but we could also have this conversation in person. And so how do we, how do we structure our strategies around that to just allow God to move um, through that? And so, uh, so a couple of key things we, we've started doing is we have a couple of staff members outside of me that we've taken their job descriptions and, and, and we didn't put in the job description, but we, we've said, Hey, every meeting that something's talked about, you ask the question, Hey, how does this impact digital? Mm-hmm. And, and, and just, and just even just get that thought out there. Um, we have a couple remote workers that are always thinking about digital because that's the only way that they're able to engage. Um, and then the coaching strategies too, that, that I meet with my, my directors and just like, okay, this is a great in-person strategy. What about, what about um, uh, those that are connecting digitally or, and like I said earlier, if we're going to be fully invested in the one, our research shows us that they're going to connect with us digitally first for the most part that that's how, so we got to think about it. That's cool. What, what has been one of the um, most exciting things for you as you've made this transition into the digital ministry? A, a couple things. Uh, one that came to my mind, um, my heart has broken for where I grew up in Northwest Illinois, uh, where my family's at, because uh, there isn't a church like ours there. Uh, but family members of mine have been engaging uh, with us digitally and would call our church their home. And so it's been kind of unique to have them and have the conversations where we can come back. So that, that's been a personal win yeah. uh, for, for ours on my family side and my wife's family side as well. Um, and then I think the other thing that's just been really exciting for me is just been seeing individuals and team members who, who they're, they're different. I mean, you get them in a social setting, they're kind of quiet, they're kind of reserved, but then if you empower them in ministry, I mean, they're leading groups or they're commenting on social media posts and uh, they're telling us, Hey, their friends are secretly watching us. So that's the words they phrase are secretly watching our services. And then they text them. They're like, how do we actually make a decision to follow Jesus? We want to, we want to figure that out. Um, that's been exciting to me. And, and then to just see the tools that we can put out to empower people to take their own steps to follow Jesus anytime yeah. has, has been really exciting. Yeah, that, that is really exciting. I, I love hearing stories about that, that someone will watch the stream. Like I like to share our stream on, from Facebook on my Facebook profile mm-hmm. every Sunday morning. Uh, I'm sure it annoys some people, but again, I I've heard 
different people saying, hey, that was a great message by your son. I'm like, I didn't even know you're watching it. That's great mm-hmm. that you're watching it. And the, the reach potential that we have with digital ministry, it's just really great. And I do believe that more people are going to be able to hear about Jesus because of these tools than mm-hmm. ever before. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's really exciting. Okay, so w- what's been a challenge or what's been a little frustration for you as you've kind of made this move? That's a great question. Uh, I think that the challenge for me, and, and I'm, I don't think I'm alone with this and talking with other online pastors, is trying to figure out who is always on the other side. As, as great as the reach is, uh, I think a lot of us, we, we get into ministry because we're wired to care for people and we want to know people. And so we work really, really hard. I feel good about our follow-up process and are getting to know people once they trust us with their information. But then there's times you're just wondering, and I think it's easier when you're looking at a camera or looking at this and the, the thoughts that creep in of like, Hey, is this really making a difference? Is this really, but I think God's been good to remind us and send stories our way, whenever those thoughts begin to creep in, like, no, God is using this. This, this makes a difference. Like keep, yeah. keep, Keep speaking to the cameraman. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Yeah. And that's where, again, the, the numbers issue is always very tricky. You know, when you're mm-hmm. in person, you can count the numbers and get in and whatnot. And we get numbers on online stats and everything like that. But it's yeah. tricky to find out who's there and who's really watching, mm-hmm. who's doing the dishes while your sermon's going right. on, and who, who's actively engaged. Um, but that is uh, that is really interesting. Um Shoot, I had a good follow-up question for you on this, and um, and now it just totally slipped my mind on, on this. Oh, dang it! Oh, oh well. <laughs> um, well, maybe it'll come back to me as we yeah. kind of go along. Um, okay, so th- those have been some of the challenges and some of the things that you've kind of been working through. Um, as you kind of move forward, what are you most excited about as you're moving forward into this new direction? Yeah, I, what we're looking forward to. Um, again, my role, not just being the digital pastor, but then also our director of ministries, Tom, one of the things that we had to do is we completely transformed our discipleship process. Mm -hmm. And I I think ours was pretty event focused, uh, prior to COVID, like, Hey, come to, you know, come to service, come to this party, you know, then join a group, join a team. And I think it's pretty standard for most churches. And we realized the flaw in that pretty quickly when our party was on Zoom and it's just like, it, it's hard to like Zoom online, you, you know, do a party Zoom online and it just didn't feel as genuine. And what we realized was like our pathway was so event focused, it wasn't really structured to move people among these spiritual stages. And what we come to realize was, hey, have we done a really great job at discipling people? And, and we kind of got honest with each other. It's like, uh, probably did okay, but we can do a lot better. Mm-hmm. And so we restructured our entire discipleship pathway along with spiritual stages to really look at our messaging and, and all of our tools, and not just our weekend service, but all of the tools that like, how can we help guide a person from one spiritual stage from being, hey, I'm completely unaware of who the church is to I'm, I'm becoming spiritually curious to ultimately making a decision to follow Jesus. And, uh, so we've restructured that. We feel really, really good about it. And now the next thing we're going to start working on is how do we get this in a public facing way that someone can access it anytime, begin to self-diagnose where they are, and then start taking these on-demand tools to start uh, kind of not just self-guided discipleship, because I know that can get kind of scary because you're like, well, what about community? Of course we need community, um, but use it in a way to kind of point into community and help people there. So that, that's what we're working on. That's what we think is 
next for us? And that's not just for adults, but what does that look like for students and maybe potentially for parents to help their kids as well? And so that, that's the next thing, the next big dream that we have. That's great. Well, as you've moved, made this transition in, in, your, in your job and whatnot, and as you've been talking to different online ministers uh, over the past two years, have you experienced a lot of people or have you encountered a lot of people who are still stuck in between where they're still carrying over the weight of their previous job and now doing this digital thing? And how do you encourage them as they're kind of juggling both jobs rather than just trying to have a single job? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I've talked I've talked to a number. You're, you're going to speak to me on this one too, because yeah, because see, because yeah, you have the background of the student ministry and the background uh, there, you know. And I, I've I've talked to a number of guys who's like, man, I was just hired a year ago to be a groups guy, and now I'm the digital pastor, and I'm still trying to figure out what that means. I moved my family across the country, and, and here I am. And so I think I think ultimately what, what we have to do is look, look at us as our personal calling. Cause I mean, I, I, I probably right now in our new org chart, I fill in three boxes, which is kind of interesting. And I think for you, Tom, and, and myself and any of us doing two or three full-time jobs does not make a whole lot of sense. And so for me, it's um, I'm looking at in the morning, like I'm not thinking of, Hey, Tyler, the digital pastor, and then Tyler, the executive director of ministries. And then, uh, Tyler, the teaching pastor at the Ridge, but it's really the, um, our lead pastor is just, uh, he just shared this thought with our staff and it's been sticking with me for the last several weeks. And it's the, Hey, I don't serve for Jesus. I serve with Jesus. Hmm. And this whole prospect of like, man, Jesus is in power. He's, he's with us and the Holy spirit is with us. And so each day it's waking up like, okay, Jesus, how do I serve with you today? What are you calling me to do today. And so as a pastor, as a follower of Jesus, you've given me for whatever reason, some leadership and influence. How can I use that today? What would be the best way to serve you today? And, and let that play through the, the particular roles that we have. And so some days that's going to be, I'm going to have a one-on-one -on -one with a staff member and that's how I'm serving with Jesus today. Other days it's I mean, just before this, I was, we're starting to plan out our Christmas online service. Okay. Then that gets very digital specific, but it's, this is how I serve with Jesus. Cause this God could hopefully use this to reach thousands of people online. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. No, it's well, good. But, I mean, because again, it is a juggling act, you know, again, mm -hmm. it's a juggling act, a lot of it. So how do you, how do you stay healthy in the, in this time? Mm. That's, that's a great question. I've, I've been, kind of on my own personal journey of health, even right before COVID. And uh, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I talk a lot about that in our messages beforehand, which was almost debilitating in 2019. Mm. And, uh, and for me, it's, I'm, I'm that type one Enneagram for any of those Enneagrams, like, hey, you gotta be perfect and, and get that done and have that, that high level of control. And so the journey that has led me on to just be fascinated with health. I, I, I look at, okay, Jesus said, love, love the Lord, you know, heart, soul, mind, body, strength. And so really it looks at, hey, every day I got to look at my spiritual health, my emotional health, my mental health, and my physical health. And I think they're all interconnected. And so for me, it's, well, what, what do I do to bring myself some joy that helps me connect with God? And uh, what does work for me is, okay, I'm going to wake up every morning at 4.30, spend some time with God, and go for a run. Mm -hmm. And 
that's been some of the journey for me just to, um, I, I, more than physical health, I've like, I, I picked up, I had the habit of running, but I dialed that up throughout COVID and, and just began to form this running community and just get really focused on that. So I had that hobby outside of me. Um, but then also with the relational health, the emotional health, like, all right, Saturday, Saturday is Sabbath. It, it, it's done. I don't, I don't schedule anything on Saturdays. That, that is our time with our family. So having to take control of that time um, to turn things off so I can have that margin to then serve with Jesus when, when we're on. So a phrase I like to think is, hey, when I'm on, I'm on. And when I'm off, I got to be off. So that, that's awesome. That's great. I, I think that you just highlighted a really important thing of really um, with having that hobby, having the, the running. Mm-hmm. And I used to run a lot too. That was kind of my outlet. Um, mm-hmm. Years ago, my counselor just said, Tom, you just got to go and find something to go mm-hmm. get release that stuff. And running was it until about a year ago. And then I, my knees started getting a little bit bad. And so, the, the injury bugs are not fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know they're not fun, but, but again, I still continued. I started doing walks then mm-hmm. and I would do 30 minute walks. And that was my time uh, for me to just be by myself and whatnot. And you have to find that. And I've discovered too, I just got to turn off my computer and just shut my computer. Mm-hmm. I got in so many unhealthy habits early on in COVID where I was working just nonstop. I would wake mm-hmm. up at five o'clock in the morning and work. And then I would mm-hmm. eat a little bit, work some more, eat a little bit, work some more, go to bed, wake up. You know, it's just like, it was so unhealthy. And I think a lot of people, as especially as they were doing the dual j- jobs, we mm-hmm. got in unhealthy habits. And now it's like, we've got to take back control over our lives so that we can be healthy for our friends, our family and ourselves. So I think that's really- Well, and it, and it comes down to the long haul. I mean, I think, I think Tom, what we're realizing is, hey, we wanna be a ministry long-term. And so when, going back to the running example, which um, I, I know many love, but I mean, how do you do a long run? You do it slow and steady and, and you know when, when to take your breaks and when to turn some things off. And so uh, um, I'm, I'm a full proponent of, hey, set, especially when it comes to digital ministry. Uh, I mean, we know, Facebook messages come, emails come, texts come, all of it comes. Um, and we feel like we don't have control because it, I mean, digital, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It can be done anytime, but yep. the scary thing is it can be done anytime. And so we need to control when we're on. So I, I turn off most of my notifications on my phone uh, just to, and then, and then I'll, I mean, I'll check it several times a day, but that's the time that I'm going to be like, Hey, I can fully engage with this. And then I can put it away. And if I'm being in a meeting or doing something with my family, then I can fully engage uh, with that. Am, am I perfect at it? No, no, I don't think anyone is. But th- those are some habits that I've been trying to put in to, to pursue and maintain health. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. Well, I, as we kind of wrap up here, Tyler, uh, this has been a great conversation. What what kind of final encouragement would you give to people, again, as they're going for more of a traditional role to this very digital role, what, what kind of encouragement would you give them? Yeah, you know, I think a phrase that I've heard a lot uh, has been, hey, I don't know if I signed up for this, meaning I don't know <laughs> if I, 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 I uh, you know, studied for this type of ministry or if I, you know, signed up for all this. And, and, he, and here, here's what I want to encourage you with and challenge everyone a little bit with is we signed up for ministry to people. Hmm. And uh, we, we, we signed up to say, okay, if we're going to, you know, our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus in every home. And if this is the tool that God's given us, let's embrace it and use it. And yeah, it might look different than some of the traditions we've been taught, but if this is, if our heart is for the people that God's heart is for, um, let, let's continue to lean into that and, and do that. And what you're doing, it, it matters. It makes a difference. 
And what a great opportunity we have to learn. Uh, I mean, we can, you know, I know we maybe have been behind the curve a little bit, you know, when it comes to digital missions, but now we, we're learning and we can catch up, take advantage of the new things. Um, I mean, we, we signed up to connect with people and, the, and there are people that we are connecting with digitally. So lean into that, lean into your relational skills um, and your love for people when it comes to digital ministry. Yeah. I mean, digital ministry is relational ministry. It just it looks different mm -hmm. than what, what mm -hmm. you are used to. Uh, and so I, I think that's really awesome. So great. Okay. So as we wrap up now, officially, what, um, <laughs> if someone's got a question for you, how, how can they connect with you? Yeah, there's a couple ways you can connect with me. Um, I'm most active on social on Twitter and Instagram. Just follow me at, at Tyler Volkers. Um, I'm also on Facebook there too. So you can connect with me there. And I'm, I'm in the Facebook groups that you're leading Tom. And uh, I love learning from you guys. Uh, I told Jeff this, the thing I have loved the most about the digital ministry community is how open everyone's been and just there for everyone. Welcome everyone sharing ideas. Um, it's been awesome. It's been really cool. Uh, I got to say uh, you're 100% right on that online community. There are no, like, you know, in different situations, there are arrogant people and, and mm -hmm. people know it all and whatnot. I still remember the very first time I got the call to do online ministry before this was before COVID, but I, I just emailed Jay Cranda just randomly. Mm -hmm. He didn't know me from anybody. Yeah. He took a, about an hour of his yeah, time. I mean, these guys, these online mm -hmm. ministers are so helpful. I've never met someone that doing online stuff that was not helpful or encouraging. Uh, mm -hmm. So I will include Tyler's links to get on there. I'm super pumped that he said Twitter was one of his favorites because Twitter is like the best. It's um, fun. You're, and you're a great follow, Tom. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, I love just this. Sometimes I'll see our random stuff and sometimes the encouragement stuff. So it's good. But um, yeah, so I'll include all his show notes and also the uh, the Being the Church online uh, Facebook group. Uh, I'll include that too. So Tyler, it was great having you on. And I know based on our previous emails, I'm going to have you on some more because there's some other topics we want to talk about as well. So I can't wait to have you back on. Would love it. Hey, thanks for doing the show. All right, here. So what did you think of the conversation with Tyler and I? What stood out to you? What challenged you? What gave you pause? What further questions do you have? If you have any more questions, thoughts, or comments, definitely you can comment on them two different ways. One is comment in the section below, especially if you're watching this on YouTube or on the video format. But you can also go on Twitter. I love Twitter and Tyler's on Twitter as well. And you can hit us up on Twitter and ask us any and all questions about how you're making this transition from a traditional ministry role into an online ministry role. Tyler and I would love to talk to you a little bit more about that. He's a great resource and I would encourage you to, to hit either one of us up. Again, hit us up on Twitter or post it in the comment section below. All right, heroes, well, that wraps it up for another episode of the Church Digital Psychic Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go to Spotify and iTunes or wherever you're listening to this on the audio version and subscribe to it. Or you can go to YouTube at the Church Digital YouTube site, and there you can subscribe to those. We've got lots of content on those videos, on those podcasts, but also if you go to the church.digital website. You'll get tons of content. Jeff Reed is working on tons more content. I'm working on more content and we want to really be able to help you in your digital and online ministry. So go to thechurch.digital today and every day for what it's worth. All right, here's why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.